0: Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Podcast. More information about Lifehouse and our senior pastors, Richard and Helen Kabakian, can be found at lifehouse.com.au. We hope you enjoy the following message. Okay, everyone, repeat these words after me, please. Give me the mountain. Can you say that again? Give me the mountain the mountain. Hey, by the way, if you didn't know this about Lifehouse, there's only a few things that really make Lifehouse, Lifehouse. Let me tell you what, one of the things that make Lifehouse, Lifehouse, we're really vocal. We're not shy to say, amen, and that's good, and praise God. And and I know it sounds weird because we've been to churches where everything's got to be really, really quiet, but you know what? God's loud. Like, have you ever heard thunder? God created thunder. Have you ever been shaken by thunder and thought, "Wow, that's well, God created that. And you know, the Bible tells us that in heaven, under His throne is continual thunder. Heaven's a noisy place. And if heaven's a noisy place, then His church should be a noisy place because if something's going on, we ought to tell the world about it. And to say, amen, I agree, it's, it's just fun. And it's good.
1: Hey? Yeah, that's great.
0: Okay. God was pretty keen to give everybody some land amongst the children of Israel. He wanted to give them all an inheritance of land. But God said to most of them, I'm not going to give you the land because you didn't have faith in me. You didn't, you didn't have faith for the promise. And so he's pretty upset with them. And he's, he's basically telling Joshua, listen, I'm upset with these people and I'm not gonna give them the land because they had no faith for it. So in Numbers chapter 14, verses 23 to 25, we pick up the story and here's God saying, he says, They certainly shall, shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. Do you know God can feel rejected? Just as we feel rejected. God can feel rejected. And then he says this, But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit. I love that. God notices someone with a different spirit. He says because he has a different spirit in him and he has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. Let me make this really really clear. Right now God is looking into this room and he's looking for people with a different spirit. Right now. Right now God is looking into your heart and he's saying, "Do you have an average spirit? Do you have an ordinary spirit?" Do you have a do what everyone else is doing spirit? Or do you have a different spirit? Do you know, the Bible tells us that he's had, he had a different spirit because Caleb went into the land with 12 people. Two of them came back and said, hey, we can take this land. Ten people came back and said, we can't do it. God didn't say to the negative people that they had a different spirit. Do you know, to be negative is to be part of the majority. I'm going to say that again. To be negative and to be critical and to be judgmental is, a, is to be a part of the majority. To stand away and say, no, 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 I believe that God can. When you believe in people, when you, when you trust God, God starts to see you as having a different spirit. Why would I preach a message like this on a day like today? Because it's Father's Day and it's a bit of a blokey message. So ladies, just bear with me. But of course, we can all learn something. But you know what? I think God is looking for dads that have got a different spirit that dads who just wouldn't do what we see on the TV and, and do what we hear most dads do. I think God is looking for dads with a different spirit. I think God is looking for young people. Where are the young people in the room? Yeah, come on, God's looking for some young people with a different spirit. He's looking for some teenagers. And of course, He's looking for some mothers and young ladies. God is looking for some tradies with a different spirit. Come on, all the renovators, let's be honest. God is looking for some teachers. Police men and women with a different spirit. Listen, don't be afraid to have a different spirit because other people may look at you strangely, but God looks at you very kindly. God is really happy when you have a different spirit. He had a different opinion. He had a different mentality and God was really, really happy with that. I wanna challenge all of us to not be afraid to step out and be a little bit different and have a different spirit about you. Let's not do what our culture says. Let's not do what everyone else is doing. Oh, everyone's doing it. It doesn't mean we should do it. Come on, let's, let's have, a, some, let's have a, a little bit of conviction about us, amen? Do you know, some girls, they get up and, and, and they go shopping. And, and I love the way everyone's trying to be unique at the moment. Everybody wants to be unique. Everybody wants a unique hairstyle. Everybody wants to be fashionably unique and, and and I get that so this young girl she'll she'll go up and, she, and she'll get into a car and She'll go shopping. and She'll go buy some clothes and she'll go into Zara and she'll go into Topshop Which now has gone broke because you probably didn't buy enough and um, and she'll go to witchery and she'll go around and, and, and she'll buy Have I got those labels right? Yeah, anyone? Dottie? Um, uh, anyone else? No. some free ads here um, uh, And anyway, she'll, she'll look at a jacket and say no, 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 that's too common No, that's and she's looking for something unique but I've noticed something that in the pursuit of trying to be unique, there is something inside of us that actually doesn't want to be too unique. I, I, I took some photos just sitting while having a coffee. I noticed that this girl, she was at, she was at High Point. Some of you may know her. And I thought, oh, I like her, Ralph. She's got that green thing going on with the little of the, you know, the black jeans. She's probably got brown shoes on there or something. And then as I, I kept looking around, I thought, hmm. See, both those girls would have thought that they were being unique. But really, they're pretty much. And then I thought, hang on a minute. What's going on here? Okay, so they're all trying to be very unique, but really, in their pursuit of trying to be unique, they're actually looking a whole lot the same. And then, I, and then I came to church and I thought, you know, just there they are. Look at them. And apparently, there was one more person that could have been in that photo that day. Actually, as I'm looking on the front row, Rob, you might need just need to stand up for a moment. Rob, just stand up for a moment. No, stand up. Okay. Rob could have been in that picture front and center. Is anyone else dressed like that today? Just show us here. Is anyone else dressed that way? It's a great look, but you know what? Every single one, of young Sarah there on the end, she's on the left-hand side. She's married to that good looking creature that was playing drums. You know, she would have woken up that morning thinking, you know what, I wanna stand out today. <laughs> but Jenna had the same idea and so did the pastor of the church even have the same idea. Now that's okay, that's, that's, that's fashion. That's okay, be the same, what's it matter? But the thing is, I bet you if all of them knew that there was gonna be a whole lot of people wearing the same thing, they probably would have done something a bit different because I think deep down inside, we do wanna be different. We do, we actually do. So what was it about Caleb that God said, this guy is different? Well, we're gonna read about it in Joshua 14 verses 12 to just verse 12, there it is. Now here's Joshua, uh, here's Caleb, sorry. He's Caleb and he's about to get his inheritance. He can choose anywhere he likes. He can choose the valleys. He can choose the beautiful flat plains. But this is what he says. He says, now therefore, he's talking to Joshua. Now therefore, he says, please, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard that in that day, how Anakim were there and that the cities were great fortified let me just give you some background what he's talking about there do you remember when the children of Israel didn't want to go into the land do you remember why they didn't want to go into the land because there was big people there there were giants Caleb wants the land where they saw those giants Caleb wants the very piece of land that stopped his whole nation from receiving the promise do you know what he's actually trying to say my whole nation didn't get into that promised land because some people thought that taking those mountains were impossible. Give me the mountains. Give me. The, what do you think is impossible to change? What do you think is, oh, that's just the way culture is going. It's impossible to change it. Oh, no, this has always been in my family. This No, no, this attitude that I've got, it's just always been around. It was in my dad. It was in my, my nonno. Everyone has done this. It's just always been in my family. You know God God would say to you today? Take that mountain. Take, take the very thing that you think, oh, that's never going to change. Oh, no, no, it's, it's never going to work out. No, no, everyone is saying, listen, just go with it, man. It's all just going to stay that way. No, no, why don't you have a different spirit and be like Caleb and say, you know what? Give me, give me the mountain. I want the mountain. I love that about Caleb. Give me, give, me, give me the very thing that everyone has said, no, 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 it's never going to happen. Some of you may know of a little upcoming preacher. The guy's just getting started, doesn't really know what he's doing. His name's Stephen Furtick. I'm being sarcastic. The guy is absolutely smashing it around the world. I was listening to a message of his about six months ago. It wasn't even meant to go up online, but somehow it did and I'm glad it did. But he was telling a story how his father sat him down one day and he was eight years old and his father said to him, Stephen, you know that I'm an alcoholic. I'm trying with all my heart to stay away from it and I'm doing well. But at the end of the day, you know that I have suffered with alcoholism. And he said, but Stephen, your grandpa was the same. He was also an alcoholic. And your great grandpa was an alcoholic. And his father was an alcoholic. And he said, Stephen, you're eight years old. You have the opportunity to not let this enter into your life. You can be the generation that stops this so that your kids are not impacted by this spirit, Stephen, you need to have, wait for it, a different spirit. And he heard those words from his dad, even though his own dad was suffering from alcoholism and combating it, Stephen made a decision, you know what, this is not going to be a talk that I have with my kids. It's not gonna be even be something that enters into my family life. I wanna tell you right now, I don't know what has plagued your family, but God would say to you today, why don't you make a decision to say, God, give me this mountain. It's not gonna flow into my children. Yes, maybe there's been poverty throughout every one of our generations. No one has seemed to be able to do anything, but it's not gonna happen for my kids because I'm gonna take the mountain. Come on, let's have a different spirit within us. Oh, anger has just always been in my family. We're just, we're, we're Europeans, mate. We just yell a lot. That's just what we do. Yeah, but someone's getting hurt with all the yelling. Why don't you just say, you know what? That's what has happened. But God, give me the mountain. Because God would look down and say, ooh, there's a family with a different spirit. God is looking for someone that will say, God, I've got a different spirit. I'm not just going to go with what's going on. What about fear? Do you know, In some generations, fear is just passed down from generation to generation. How? Through worrying. People, stop worrying. All it's doing is putting fear into your children. You know, one guy goes to me, you know what, I don't care what people say, worrying works. 90% of the stuff that I've worried about hasn't happened. (laughs) Please tell me you understand that. Worrying, anxiety. Hey, listen, maybe you've had depression in your family. Maybe it's just always been there. Now, we know that some of that is genetics. We actually... Science is telling us that. Do you know, often though, it's actually just a way of thinking. Sometimes it's just a way of thinking, just always choosing to see the negative in a situation rather than the positive. Rather than being thankful, we're always being critical. Why don't you make a decision, God, give me the mountain. And if it's a a genetic thing and you need some medications and hey, God bless you, do what you've got to do. What I'm trying to say to you is, how long is this thing going to pass from generation to generation? Why don't we make a decision? My children are going to live the best life ever because I have chosen to take the mountain. Come on, let's give the Lord a huge round of applause. I believe this with all my heart. I look at my son, I look at the things that that I've had to conquer in my life. I look at the things that I've had to conquer and I look at my son and I just think, my son has got no idea these things even existed in my family. My son, like many of yours and your children, are just growing up in this beautiful promised land because some of you took a risk. Some of you did something different. Some of you started coming to church and renewing your mind and you created a whole different life. Now your kids are living in this promised land that you gave them. Well done. I think it's awesome. I just want to challenge all of us to stay on this road. Amen. What else was it about Caleb that he would choose a mountain? Caleb knew something about God. Are you ready for it? God loves mountains. Yeah, of course, he created rivers and valleys and everything else. But if you actually look at the scripture, Caleb knew something about God. Moses gave the Ten Commandments on a mountain. Noah's ark could have landed anywhere on the face of the earth, valleys, plains, but no, it landed on Mount Ararat. Do you know when Jesus comes back, the Bible says that the first place he will put his foot is Mount Zion. God, and by the way, I can just go on and on as to how much God loves mountains. Why? Why does God love mountains? To be quite honest, I'm not quite sure. It doesn't tell us, and God loves mountains because. But I have got an inkling as to why God loves mountains, because mountains represent the difficult, but the right and rewarding path. It's the, it's, it's difficult, but you know when you get up to the top of a mountain, it's really rewarding. Yeah, it's really rewarding. It's it's beautiful, but you know it was difficult to get there. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know how? There was a child one day and he says to his dad, dad, why are we building a fortress on the top of a mountain? It's so hard, dad, to bring the bricks up, to bring the timber up, to bring everything up the mountain. God, dad, it's so hard to bring everything up the mountain. It's so difficult for us. And the dad turns around and he says, it's difficult for us and it's also difficult for the enemy. And I'll tell you right now, Yes, it may be difficult to make the right decision, but it's also difficult for the enemy to get you when you have made the right decision. Are you hearing that? It's really difficult. When you choose the easy path, you've made it easy for the enemy to come and get you as well. Do you know, there was a guy called Lot. He was Abraham's nephew and he had an opportunity, wait for it, to choose land. Do you know what he chose? He chose the plains, it says, right next to a city called Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham chose the rockier areas, Lot chose the plains. Well, if only Lot could read the Bible and read a few chapters later that his city would be destroyed by sulfur and fire. But did you know one day that God said to Lot, Lot, I'm gonna destroy this city. You better get out. And the Bible tells us that the angel said to him, now you need to help me. Ready? Are you ready to help me preach? Doesn't take a lot to. The Bible tells us that the angels instructed Lot to run to the... Mate, you guys know your Bible. Yeah, the Bible tells us that they said, Lot, run to the mountains because that's where you will be safe. Well, where did Lot go? The Bible tells us that he ran to a little town in the plains called Zoar, Z-O-A-R. Do you know what it literally means in the Hebrew? Insignificance. Instead of running to the mountain, he actually ran to Insignificance. Can I tell you right now, God doesn't want you to live an insignificant life. He doesn't want you to live a vanilla, plain, beige life. He wants you to run to the mountain and actually do something with your life. Make a dent, write a book. Get on, do something, start something. Don't just blend in with everybody. People that blend in, literally just blend in. No one notices you, you don't have a voice. Come on, let's have a different spirit amongst our friends, our relatives, our workplace. Let's just not go with the flow. Let's choose a different spirit. Let's not run to Zoa. You know, there's a guy in our church, and uh, he's an amazing young man. And I, I caught up with him. He actually joined our church just, just as we left. And he's now a full part of our church. He's loving it. And, uh, and he's got this new job. And, and I was saying to him, oh, okay, so why a new job? What happened with the old one? He said, well, he said, I, I started this job and it didn't take long. I thought it was the, a, a dream job, but it didn't take long before the company started to ask me to do things that I didn't agree with. I thought it lacked integrity. It's a man with children. He's got rent to pay. He's got a family to feed. And I said, So what happened? He said, Well, you know what? I've just got to trust that there is a God, that when I make a great decision to step away from a lack of integrity, I've got to trust that there's a God who sees something in me. And so he did. He stepped away and put in his, his resignation. He said, I'm not going to be a part of this. And you know what? For a short time, he didn't have a job. Don't you think he would have been thinking, was it worth it? Should I have done it? Maybe I should have just gone with the flow. Maybe I should have just done what everybody else did. Everyone else seems to be happy. Listen, that's not what God has called us to do. So he steps away from that job. God provides him another job, $25,000 more than what he was getting paid the first time. $25,000 more. There is a God, friend, who sees your life. He sees what's going on. He doesn't want us to live in the land of insignificance and blending in. He wants us to have a different spirit. Are you hearing this? Why? Because friends, it makes a difference to us. You know, there was a builder. This is just a story. There was a builder. He's got this 2IC and, uh, and he's helped him. This 2IC has helped him the whole way. And so the builder is deciding to go away for 12 months with his family. He's gonna just travel all the way through around the world. And so he says to his two, I say, hey, listen, when I get back, I wanna surprise my wife with a beautiful brand new home. There's the block of land. Go and build it for me. Here's the credit card. Listen, no expense, exp- uh, no s- expense spared. Did I get that right? I did get it right? And so he goes, yeah, sure, sure, boss. So he takes the credit card. Well, lo and behold, this guy's thinking, you know what? I don't probably get paid enough around here. You know, my boss is traveling the world. I'm building a home for him. I don't quite see what's going on here. So what he does is he, he works out a little bit of an agreement with the, 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 the materials wholesaler. He says, listen, charge me for the top stuff, but give me the, the bottom stuff, right? And the difference, I'll pocket it. And so they go, sure. So he starts building this house. Instead of putting the nice architraves, he puts the cheap ones. But they look good, but they're actually hollow. And, and the stone isn't the real stone. And, and so he builds this entire home. But the whole thing is like Tinseltown, right? So the boss gets back, It's off the aeroplane. He goes, oh, take me to the house. And so he goes, sure, sure. So he takes him to the home. And he goes, there's your home. And the boss turns around and he says, you know what? I just tricked you about it being for my wife. It's actually a gift for you. you know sometimes you think you're rotting the system? you know sometimes you think you're taking shortcuts and you're going to somehow win by doing that? I want to tell you right now, the only person you're ripping off is yourself because you have to put your head on a pillow and know that you didn't do a good job when you could be thinking to yourself, I may not, I may not have made as much money. I may, not have, I may not have as many friends, but at least I know I've done the right thing. I chose the mountain and I believe that God can still bless me and take me where He's calling me to go. Come on, Lifehouse. That's one thing we stand for. There's many things we stand for, but this is one of them. Let's be a church with a different spirit. Let's be a church that no matter who walks in these doors, we're gonna love you. That's a church with a different spirit. Let's be a church, hey listen, let's be a church that we just don't gossip about each other. Now seriously, seriously, I'm being dead serious. It's not just, imagine we are a church that when there's two people talking about a third person, why don't you be the person that walks in and says, hey guys, if you've got a problem, just go talk to that person. Don't talk about them. Just go talk to them. Isn't that a better way to do life? No, seriously, I want people to feel safe at House. This is a family. I want people to feel safe. And you know what? How about we just don't talk about people at all? Why don't we just get on with our own lives and just bless people and encourage people and lift them up and say good things and take them out for lunch and take them out for dinner? Why don't we we just do that as a church? Come on, let's have a different spirit. I want God to look down from heaven and say, Lifehouse has got a different spirit. And you're a Lifehouse. I'm talking about you. I'm not talking about the chairs. I'm talking about you, right? Poke the person beside you. Say, he's talking about you. Yeah, you need to have a different spirit. Come on, we have got a different spirit. I love this. Hey, dads, come on, let's have a different spirit. Let's spend time with our kids. Let's spend time with them. Everything you know, you should have told to your children by now. Now, if they're only three, okay, you've still got a fair way to go. But everything you've ever learned, teach your kids, be different. Oh, but I'm busy. No, 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 that's what everyone's doing. That's what everyone is doing. I'm busy. No, no. You're going to have a different spirit about you. I promise you, your kids will not be there at your funeral one day saying, you know what, one, one thing I love about my dad, he was always busy. I don't think they're going to say that. One thing I loved about him is how busy he was. No, I love the fact that my dad made time for me in all his business busyness. That's the man with a different spirit. Amen. Hey, young people, rebelling and giving your parents a hard time, that's what every kid does. Like, that's not very unique. You know what I mean? Like, you're not standing out from the crowd by giving your parents a hard time. I just said to my daughter Sarah one day, let's, let's do a deal. Don't give me a hard time, I won't give you a hard time. How's that? And you know what? That's pretty much what she's done. She hasn't given me a hard time. She's told me that she's crazy from the outset and that's okay. So you know what? Seriously, don't, you're not being unique by rebelling against your parents. You'd actually be more unique if you spoke to them, told them how you feel, told them how much you love them. That would actually make you different. Otherwise, you're just doing what everyone else is doing. Come on, are you with me? Come on, let's be different. Let's be different. Let's have a different attitude, different spirit. Is this encouraging? I wanna encourage you. Hey, listen, let's have the Caleb spirit. If God says to you, what do you want in life? Take the mountain. Don't take the plane, don't make it easy for yourself. Say, God, I want that. It looks hard, it looks difficult, but it seems like it's the right way to go. It looks hard, it looks difficult, but it just seems like there's some sort of reward at the top of that mountain. And there is, there is a reward. In Jesus name, amen. God is on your side, friends.
1: Hi, I'm Richard and pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now and if you'd like to begin that relationship you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.